Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome back to Voice Notes. It's great to have you here. I found listening to the last Voice Note episode jarring because when I recorded it, I was in a really happy, positive place. And when it actually came out a few days after I recorded it, my mental health plummeted and I had a pretty low couple of days. And I think it served as a reminder to myself that my own mental health is never linear. And when I'm not feeling so good, it will pass. And when I am feeling good, I should really hold on to those moments. Today, I wanted to talk about social media and my relationship with my phone, which does have an extraordinary impact on how I'm feeling mentally. We're also going to be talking about how to set up better boundaries with social media and the weekly practice I refer to as Offline 48. An important note before we get started, if you are disabled or have a chronic illness, or perhaps you're a parent or caregiver, I want to acknowledge that there are a plethora of reasons why spending time away from your phone might not be accessible to you. Please know that any encouragement I give folks to join me in spending time offline is not a demand. It's simply an invitation to those it appeals to and is accessible to. Secondly, I want to set the scene because it's only worth talking about this topic if I come clean with you. Hello, I'm Venetia Lamana and I'm addicted to my phone. Phew, I feel better already. But you do need context, especially if you're new to me. I'm a content creator, which means I probably spend more time on my phone than the majority of my listeners. I'm on all of the social media apps. Actually, that's a lie. I'm not on LinkedIn. I haven't been on LinkedIn for quite a few years, maybe about five years. And the reason why I stopped using it is because I found that men were using it as a dating app. And I wasn't down with that, so I left and then I never came back. Perhaps it's anxiety-inducing like the others, but you'll have to let me know on that front. I'd also just love to hear your LinkedIn stories. Do you have LinkedIn dating stories? Let me know. Email the show, atstpod at gmail.com. I'm going to wind back the clocks to 2018, which is when I first really realized that I was spending too much time on my phone. And that was thanks to a brilliant book called How to Break Up with Your Phone, which I will leave in the show notes. It's by Catherine Price. And I can't remember if someone gifted it to me or I bought it for myself or perhaps a book publicist sent it to me. Either way, it landed in my hands for very good reason. And I did have this strong realization that I really wanted to use social media and use my phone as a tool rather than them using me. And at the same time, I met Max and fell desperately in love, embarrassingly in love, embarrassing for everyone. 
Um, and at that time, we decided to take our weekends off our phones. Now, because we were fresh in love, that was pretty easy for us to do. It was actually a dream to shut out the world and be able to only focus on each other during those weekends. So let me tell you a little bit about Offline 48. It's a practice whereby I come off social media from Friday night until Monday morning. And I also try and spend less time on my phone altogether. Sometimes I manage just social media. Sometimes I'm off my phone altogether. Sometimes I fail and I find myself scrolling through Instagram on a Sunday evening It all just depends on the weekend. It depends on how I'm feeling mentally. It depends on how many plans I have. It depends on a plethora of things. But ideally, I am really not on my phone on weekends. And interestingly, when I first started practicing this with Max, we were in a long distance relationship. So I was living in London. He was living in New York. And we did overall manage to still be off our phones and definitely off social media for the majority of the weekends when we weren't together. We did this by scheduling in calls with each other and FaceTimes with each other. Now, you might be someone who has a great relationship with their phone and with social media, in which case this probably isn't for you. You probably don't need it. But if you're not someone who can boast that accolade, then I'm really hopeful that some of the things that I'm about to tell you might be helpful. So I've been practicing this now for about five years and folks often ask me, have you missed out on anything? And I actually had a really good think about this. And yes, I have. I missed a TV job, which I would have loved to do. Often TV opportunities come through quite last minute and I was off my phone when that came through. I missed a radio job. One engagement announcement FaceTime from two of my friends. And I missed one pregnancy FaceTime from two more of my friends. But nothing awful has happened. Nothing that hasn't come back around in terms of work. And I obviously still managed to speak to said friends and share their joy. The reason why I have stuck to this practice and really tried to commit to it as many weekends as I possibly can over the past five years is because it has really helped me feel better mentally. There are so many social media apps and so many ways people can contact me. WhatsApp for me is no longer just a place with friends, it's a workplace. Most recently, there's a new social media app called Threads, Crucially, there's TikTok, which we'll be talking more about. People can email me at any point of the day that they like. And I have multiple email addresses. People can send me messages on iMessage, WhatsApp, Signal, or they can leave me a comment or DM on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. There are so many ways we can communicate with each other now, which is obviously incredible. And I really want to say social media has brought me so much. It's brought me some of the best relationships and friendships I have in my life. Some of the most important and dear people to me I have met through social media. So please know that this isn't me shouting negatively about social media. It has given me so much and I'm incredibly grateful for it. But 
it is a lot when there are so many means of communication. And because I don't have an agent, I haven't had a manager or anything like that for over two years. There's no sort of filter for this communication. So I can find it really overwhelming. There is one means of communication that I draw a line at, and that's an answering machine message. In fact, even a call, come to think of it, if someone calls me, I think one of two things. Either someone has died or I am dying. And if someone leaves me a voice message, I will just never listen to it. I don't know why I find them so stressful. My answering machine message on my phone. Why am I calling it an answering machine? This isn't 1965. But my answering message on my phone is, hey, this is Venetia. Please don't leave me a message. Send me a text. (laughs) I've had that for like maybe five years. I really draw the line at calls. But this is all to say there are so, so many means of communication now. And I know that specifically TikTok and Instagram, but especially TikTok actually, have altered my brain to the point at which my attention span is shortened. My short-term memory isn't as strong as it used to be. I definitely don't sleep as soundly as I used to. Sometimes when I go to sleep at the end of a week, so on a Friday night, I almost can see the TikTok for you page in my brain at the front and center of my brain. And my brain is kind of whizzing through all of these videos. And I see people that I've never met and most likely will never meet. And I dream about them. And sometimes my dreams are in social media formation and I swipe from one to the next. This does not make me feel good. This makes me feel as though my phone has infiltrated my mind. It's gone too far. I would say that when I'm with friends and when I'm with loved ones, I am generally pretty good at not being on my phone all that much. Please don't think that I am scrolling through 100 TikTok videos when I am at dinner. That's not my vibe. But of course, there are points where I'm by myself where this happens. And perhaps more so over the past six months where Max has been really busy promoting his book. I've been incredibly busy with work as well. So we haven't been together as much. And when we are together, we're really good at holding each other accountable and spending less time on our phones. I should say at this point that my husband is also a content creator. So hashtag content is a huge part of our lives. So we have to be really careful when we're together that we say, right, phones off, you know, let's be present with each other or let's watch this film without being on our phones, all of that stuff. But when I'm just by myself, I definitely self-sabotage and I get addicted to that dopamine hit of being on my phone. I know that I need to make a change and hold myself accountable and be constantly improving and shifting and altering my relationship with social media and my phone. I have projects coming up in the next three months, six months, year that I will only be able to participate in fully and complete if I make a change and spend less time on my phone. And unless I make these changes, I am simply self-sabotaging and the only person who's losing out is me. The core message that really sticks with me from Catherine Price's How to Break Up with Your Phone is how social media apps are free, 
but our attention is the thing that's being sold. And arguably, our attention is the most valuable thing we own. And I try to be really careful with the content that I put out online. I am very conscious that I am taking your attention and that is so valuable. And interestingly, a lot of members of my community, specifically on YouTube, tell me that they're actually no longer on social media or or they're on social media a lot less, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to put more podcasts out. Because I don't know about you, but for me, podcasts don't have a negative impact on my mental health. I love podcasts. This feels like a good way to use your attention whereas mindly scrolling on social media for me at least doesn't make me feel that great and it's not how I want to be taking other people's attention either hey I'm Ryan Reynolds recently I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com ACAST. If you think that you might need to have a little reset with your phone boundaries, I would love to share a test with you. This will help you work out your relationship with your phone and perhaps work out if this digital reset has your name on it. I'm going to ask you 15 questions and you need to take a note either with a pen and paper or your phone's notepad of how many of these questions you say yes to. This is the smartphone compulsion test. It was developed by Dr. David Greenfield, who is founder of the Center for Internet and Technology Addiction and psychiatry professor at the University of Connecticut School of Medicine. 15 questions. Here we go. One, do you find yourself spending more time on your cell or smartphone than you realize? Two, Do you find yourself mindlessly passing time on a regular basis by staring at your cell or smartphone? Three, do you seem to lose track of time when you're on your phone? Four, do you find yourself spending more time texting, tweeting or emailing as opposed to talking to people in person? Five, has the amount of time you spend on your phone been increasing? Six, Do you wish you could be a little less involved with your phone? Seven, do you sleep with your phone turned on under your pillow or next to your bed regularly? Eight, do you find yourself viewing and answering texts, tweets and emails at all hours of the day and night, even when it means interrupting other things that you're doing? Nine, 
Do you text, email, tweet or surf the internet while driving or doing other similar activities that require your focused attention and concentration? 10. Do you feel your use of your phone decreases your productivity at times? 11. Do you feel reluctant to be without your phone even for a short time? 12. Do you feel ill at ease or uncomfortable when you accidentally leave your phone in the car or at home, have no service or have a broken phone? 13. When you eat meals, is your cell or smartphone always part of the table place setting? 14. When your phone rings, beeps or buzzes, do you feel an intense urge to check for texts, tweets, emails, updates, etc.? 15. Do you find yourself mindlessly checking your cell or smartphone many times a day, even when you know there is nothing new or important to see? What was your score? I'm going to give you a second to tally it up. If you scored one to two, congratulations. Your behavior is normal. How are you doing it? Let me know your tips. If your score was three to four, your behavior is leaning toward problematic or compulsive use. Five or above, it's likely that you might have a problematic or compulsive smartphone use pattern. If your score is over eight, you might consider seeing a psychologist, psychiatrist or psychotherapist who specializes in behavioral addictions for a consultation. Well, my friends, I scored nine points out of the 15 points in total. So sign me up for psychotherapy. I'm guessing that some of you may have also scored quite high. So if you are one of these people like me, let's come up with a plan of action together. I would say that I haven't been fully committing to Offline 48 over the past six months or so, as well as I would like to. And this is because I have been, I think, pushing quite hard work-wise, and it's also just been a very busy time. So on the weekends where I might not have been on social media, I may have done between three and six hours of work and emails over a weekend. I have probably been on WhatsApp a fair amount during those weekends, which honestly, WhatsApp does not make me feel great. I really don't enjoy WhatsApp that much at all. I don't want to give myself a really hard time. Of course, sometimes it is really difficult to come off our phones entirely. So please know that this isn't me giving myself a hard time, but I just know that I have room for improvement and I've been doing this now for five years. So obviously there are going to be times where I feel like it's going really well and other times where I feel it's going less well. Now, interestingly, this past weekend, so the weekend before I recorded this, I had my phone completely off from Friday night until Monday morning. I did not open it once. I didn't have it on once. The way I felt during that weekend, by Sunday, I felt at peace. I felt so different. It was the reset that I needed and it was the reminder I needed to turn off my phone on weekends whenever I'm able to. So if you feel like you're someone who could adjust their boundaries with social media, the first thing I want you to do is work out your screen time usage. I know this can be extremely 
confronting. There have been times for me where my screen time usage, say on a Monday, has been between eight and 10 hours. I'm going to make excuses for myself and say I was editing on my phone. Still, I'm not proud of it. So work out your screen time usage. If you can share it with a friend to hold yourself accountable, amazing. But I also know that it is an extremely confronting thing to do. So you can just write it down and keep it to yourself. The second thing I want you to think about is find your why. Why do you want to commit to this practice? How do you want to feel? How has social media been making you feel? And why do you want to make a change in order to feel a different kind of way? And how does that feel to you if you imagine it? The third is to buddy up. Can you schedule a time with a friend or a loved one where you can both give Offline 48 a try together? If you can do this practice in company, perhaps you're going on a camping trip or a staycation or a vacation or to a festival, that is a perfect time to commit to no social media with your friends. And I promise you doing it in company is so much easier because what's better than being present with the people you love? At this point, you need to invest in anything that you might need. So perhaps you feel like you need a secondhand brick phone or a landline for emergencies. If you're someone who uses your phone as an alarm clock, could you buy a secondhand alarm clock or perhaps a Lumi light? I think they're amazing. I love Lumi. Having a Lumi means that I don't have to wake up and go to sleep with my phone. If you want to have your hand held through this practice and it's something that you want to spend a bit of money on, definitely check out Unplugged. I will leave them linked in the show notes and also check out Wandering Wild, which is a slow walking trip in Dartmoor, I think, which I actually really want to try myself, but life Um, But I'm going to leave a couple of these things in the show notes because I think some of these kind of retreat style stays are really helpful in kind of guiding you through this practice. But of course, that's definitely a financial privilege to be able to to have that. So no pressure whatsoever. It's just in case you want to have your hand held through the practice. Now, I think there are definitely some things you can do in the run up to Offline 48 that will kind of ease you in. So I personally don't have my notifications on on my phone. I don't have my email notifications on. And during the week, especially when I'm working, I put my phone on do not disturb. And I kind of alter my settings so that I'm only receiving notifications and calls when I am in a position to receive them. You can also alter your settings so that calls come from specific numbers in case of emergencies, which is really helpful. Also give downtime a go. Downtime is a setting on the iPhone and I think there's also one on Android where you can have time limits on specific apps. Now, this is really effective at first over time, your fingers just kind of get used to the jarringness of the of the downtime settings and will just automatically switch them off. But initially, they can be really helpful. So when it comes to Friday, before you go into Offline 48, definitely tell anyone who needs to know that you're going to be off your phone. Tell your friends, tell your loved ones, do whatever you need to do, get the message out there. I also find that announcing it on social media holds me to account and telling friends can also hold me to account. And it also makes me feel less worried that I'm going to be missing out on things. It reduces my FOMO. 
perhaps you want to delete any apps that you don't trust yourself not to log on to. I personally delete Instagram, TikTok, anything like that if I think my phone's going to be on. Just a heads up for any other creators, by deleting these apps, you will also delete any drafted posts. So that's just something to bear in mind. Before Friday, definitely set in stone any plans that you want to make. And if those plans are with friends, definitely tell your friends that you might not be on your phone. So ask them to stick to those plans. Get a camera ready, get your map ready, get notepads ready and commit to your plans. This is one of my favorite things about the practice. I feel like I'm back in the 90s where there was no opportunity for a sort of, hey, I'm running 10 minutes late text. Um, we really had to stick to our plans that back then. So I really like that element of the practice. I feel jittery and nervous when I come off social media on a Friday night and you might feel that way too, but I promise those jittery feelings will reduce as the weekend draws on. By the time I wake up on Saturday morning, I always feel like it takes a few hours for my brain to kind of reset. I think on Saturday mornings, I'm still kind of reaching for that dopamine hit of even thinking about social media. So Saturday, I can feel a bit jittery, but the best thing to do is just to ride out those feelings. I promise your mind will calm down. And you might feel a bit bored, but honestly, try to embrace the boredom. For me, it's where this boredom sits that my peacefulness and creativity are just around the corner. So try to embrace those feelings, try to take note of them, perhaps journal at this point and really write down how you're feeling. If you can try not to replace your screen time or your time on social media with other things, that's a really great thing to do. So often I have found that I have not been on Instagram, for example, but I will end up scrolling on Vinted, which is wonderful. I love Vinted, but am I just replacing one thing with another? And similarly, definitely kind of keep an eye on the amount of time you're spending watching TV or films or anything like that. You know, if you know me and you listen to this podcast, I'm a huge TV and film person. Generally on a weekend, I will try and limit my television. So I always watch a tiny bit of Saturday Kitchen on a Saturday morning. I always watch a tiny bit of Sunday Brunch on a Sunday morning. And these shows really kind of situate myself in a weekend. Um, But I'll just watch a little bit. And then usually I will just watch like a film or a show in the evening and that will be it. But I want to say that I'm a huge TV addict. So that might sound like a lot to some of you. But for me, (laughs) that's like perfect and personally speaking those shows make me feel great and tv and film makes me feel great so I'm happy with that kind of boundary for myself on weekends by Sunday you should be feeling great you should hopefully be feeling well rested you will hopefully be feeling creative for me on Sundays the tasks that I would find boring tedious and menial are now enjoyable and this is such a minor thing but I find that when I'm for example hanging up my washing on a Sunday I will do it really precisely and really neatly I'm not that kind of gal usually during the week I would just kind of throw my washing on the washing line but by Sundays I'm really meticulous about it it might be the time that I also do any 
hand washing of any of my clothes that are delicate and I really enjoy those things washing my makeup brushes like suddenly all of these tasks become almost mindful and really enjoyable it's also the time that I love to cook and I actually make my best food on a Sunday because I'm fully present with it I'm really taking in flavors and seasonings and all of that stuff Sunday is also my favorite time for a long workout I love doing a long workout on a Sunday. I find it really enjoyable. It's a great way to get some endorphins running to kind of perhaps ease any anxiety that might have come through. I just love Sundays. And I also should say that sometimes because I'm completely off my phone and my phone is off, I'm not taking any pictures. And I say this as a content creator, like content is important to me and my work, but I have really made my peace with this. I really actually like not taking photos and videos throughout the weekend and simply making memories. What I would say about all of this is just find the activities and the practices that work for you on a weekend. That will be completely different to mine, but definitely giving this practice a go and figuring out how it makes you feel and whether or not it's for you is definitely, I think, a challenge worth taking. Now we're on to Monday. My best advice here is to ease back in. I know this is harder for some folks than others because you might have to go to work super early on a Monday morning and be on your phone straight away. And Mondays, with or without social media, under capitalism, working jobs that we might not love or whatever it is, if you can ease yourself back in on Monday, definitely try and do that. And I think this is a really good time to take back control and re-establish your boundaries. Think about what you learned over the weekend where you were off your phone and then try and implement some plans for Monday to Friday. So after the last Offline 48 that Max and I did, we decided that coming back into Monday, we would try and be off our phones completely for the first two hours every morning and then try and stay off social media until the afternoon. Of course, sometimes this isn't possible, but that's what we were trying. And if... I needed my phone on for whatever reason, perhaps to listen back to an episode of this podcast to make any final edits. I will do that via my phone, but I'll keep everything off. And then after this offline 48, I made the decision to really try and limit the time I spent scrolling on Instagram and TikTok to about an hour a day. And I'm really happy to say actually that I did manage that this week. I still spent a lot of time on social media because I put a video out about a recent H&M greenwashing scenario. So I was still on social media a lot because I was replying to comments, posting the video, doing the caption, doing stories, all of that stuff, which does take a really long time. But I was definitely better with scrolling this week. In fact, I just checked my phone usage and it has definitely come down. It's still high, but my daily average was three and a half hours. That includes the amount of time that I spent using Google Maps and uh, using various other like travel apps, podcasts, etc., And I also spent about, I think, six to eight hours editing that video that I put on Instagram about H&M. So for me, this is actually really, really good. And I know in my head that I haven't been scrolling too much and I feel all the better for it, honestly. Another boundary that Max and I put in place this week is that we would turn our phones off before we sat down for dinner so we could have our evenings together. We were successful with this during the beginning of the week because we were just chilling at home, but we were not successful with this later in the week because we've been out and about seeing friends, 
in London working, doing all that stuff. But when we were just at home at the beginning part of the week, we did manage that. So I'm happy with that. So that was the first week of me resetting my boundaries with social media, my phone and recommitting to Offline 48. Tonight I am seeing friends and I'm going to use this weekend as another opportunity to keep my phone completely off. All of my plans are made, everything is in place and I can't wait. I know how good I felt at the beginning of last week and I'm feeling pretty tired and pretty drained today so I am very much looking forward to committing to this practice again fully this weekend. I'm really, really excited. And also I know that I'm going to be with Max and also two of our dear friends. So I know that being with them and having them to kind of ride Offline 48 with will just be the best. So I'm very much looking forward to it. If you have any Offline 48 related questions, please do email the show at atstpod at gmail.com. Perhaps you also practice Offline 48. I would love to hear about your experience and share it with other listeners. Perhaps you have learned certain things about your relationship with your phone and social media that you'd like to share. Please just feel free to email us or send us a voice note at atstpod at gmail.com. I really hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode and I will see you in the next one. Wishing you the best possible day. Bye-bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.